Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Couldn't think of a better guest to have on today than Breitbart's finance and economics editor, John Carney. We're going to talk Bidenomics. We're going to talk Bidenflation, the new jobs numbers, the revised job numbers uh, just dropped today. But John, let's start. I, I'd like to, I want to start with a big picture question here about prices, goods and services and how they have just managed to skyrocket, and they're not coming back down. I'll give you the perfect example. I got done with my daughter's nine-year-old softball game on Wednesday, and I, I never do this. I took them through McDonald's, and uh, two 10-piece chicken nuggets, two fries. John. Um, My mom just paid out the wazoo for a used car. Um, I know you go to the grocery, like lunch meat, uh, it used to cost me $7 a pound. It's not $14 a pound. I, can, I mean, the, the, the list can go on and on and on. Gas prices. How long are these prices going to stay this way? And they're not, I mean, they're not coming back down, are they? No, that's right. Prices are up, especially for food. Yes. We've seen 20% inflation over the last couple of years, if you, you, know, you add them together, which frankly is the better way to do it. Uh, you, you don't want to look at just one year if you're assessing the impact on people's household budgets, because we all can remember that things were a lot cheaper just a couple of years ago. And so prices are up 20% since more or less since Biden took office uh, for groceries, what the government likes to call food at home. Uh, and the prices are up a lot for food away from home. And you go oh, into yeah. you know your, your restaurant from the low end to the high end prices are way up I, you know i remember for many years the price of a you know a glass of beer hadn't changed very much at all sure. now you go in and, it, and it's almost jaw-dropping what you're expected to pay yeah seven dollars uh, for a pint of miller light no thank you <laughs> <laughs> and so so yes uh, and as you said prices are not going to come down what we the best we can hope for is that we are going to see a Slow down in price increases. Ah. What the Federal Reserve has been doing, they're trying, uh, and they've had mixed success on this, trying to raise interest rates in order to bring down the pace of inflation to 2%. So prices will keep going up. Um, We may see a retreat in some things that went up like crazy, like used car prices. Those go up, you know, those are pretty volatile prices. One of the reasons used car prices went up by so much is because we weren't making new cars because we couldn't get chips out of Asia because we buy all our chips from Asia uh, (laughs) in order to put them in our cars. And so, you know, there were no new cars. So used car prices went up. Those might come down a little bit. But generally, the everyday goods and services that we pay for are not coming down. We're going to have to get used to these Biden-inflated prices, and we're going to uh, continue to keep paying more for them, hopefully just not 
the price doesn't go up as quickly as it has the last couple of years. John Jason Hammer here. And the thing that, you know, makes me laugh is that this should be the one thing that brings Republicans and Democrats together, getting gouged at the gas pump, ridiculous grocery prices. It's expensive to travel. Everybody hates paying more money. But there are so many people that are just so tribal and they're wed to that D next to their candidate's name, the Democrat voter. They're trying to spin it as a way that everything's fine even though you're making less money and real wages aren't keeping up with inflation there are people bending themselves into a pretzel trying to explain to us why things are better right i like i've followed this inflation story very closely and one of the things that amazed me is when it first started out and inflation started to go up they actually denied that inflation would go up at all they were saying, no, there's no reason inflation will go up. They acted like it was some sort of Republican scare tactic. Yeah, transitory. I remember the word transitory a lot right. there. Well, that was stage two where they said, okay, sure, we, we can't pretend inflation isn't happening, but it's all going to go away really soon, any day now. <laughs> that was back when inflation was at like 3%. Then we got up to 9%. And they, the first good report we had, which was last summer, uh, in the midst of last summer, they said, oh, look, a good re- inflation report. That means inflation is over. Hooray. You know, we can all go back to, you know, prices just going up a normal amount. And of course, it wasn't over and it went back up. I, I lost count. I had been keeping count and I lost count at around six or seven times of how many times Biden had declared that inflation was over, that it, you know, that it ended. We didn't have to worry about it. In fact, what we're seeing now is inflation has come down from where it was around 9 or 10 percent overall and a lot higher for some items down to 3 or 4 percent. But remember, the Fed thinks 2 percent is healthy. So if we're at 3 or 4 percent, we're, you know, we're as much as twice as much inflation as the Fed thinks the economy can reasonably tolerate. So what that means is that there's a lot further to go. And frankly, the latest reports show that while inflation isn't necessarily surging, it isn't coming down by much either. John Carney, uh, Breitbart Finance and Economics Editor on the Hammer and Nigel here, uh, creeping up on Labor Day weekend. Man, I'm interested in what you think, what we can glean from this updated jobs report. Unemployment jumping to 3.8%. In August, um, a revised number of jobs added. What does this all mean? What can you what can you tell us from this report from today? Sure. So this report is my name for it was the chaos jobs report because it had a lot going on in it. So in the one hand, we we added one hundred eighty seven thousand jobs in August. That's a really good number. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more than people thought was going to happen. It's at the top of the range of the most optimistic estimates was, was like 190. So 187 is a lot. However, at the same time, the unemployment rate went up and there were big revisions to the July and June number so that we actually created, we, we had hundreds of thousands of jobs fewer than we had. So if you add this all together, the economy actually hasn't been adding jobs at anywhere near the pace we thought it was. That actually could be a somewhat welcome development because when you're below 4% on unemployment, it, you probably shouldn't be adding, you know, 200,000, 270,000, 300,000 jobs each month. 
you probably in a normal economy be adding around 100,000 jobs, which would keep you up to date with population growth. One of the reasons the unemployment rate went up is a good reason. Uh, because the workforce participation rate went up, more people were drawn into working. (laughs) My my theory of that, because a lot of people are surprised, why did that happen? We were actually pretty flat since March. There hadn't been any increase in the labor force participation rate. My theory is that so many people's children beg them for Taylor Swift tickets. Because <laughs> those tickets aren't going to pay for themselves. Right, right. And John, it feels like the revisions is a big part of the story here because all of these left-leaning, left-leaning TV networks, CNN, your MSNBCs, even your terrestrial networks, if you will, CBS, ABC, they just celebrate the bejesus out of the numbers. But then when the revisions come in, you never hear about that. And you look at the revisions in this report from June and July, that's 110,000 jobs that they were wrong about. Is it, it really? feels like that's a pretty big yeah. number. Wow. Yeah. And, and particularly the June number, which was originally reported at 185,000, which is strong, all the way down to 105,000. That's a huge revision and frankly would have made people feel very differently about what was happening in the economy. Because again, when you're up near 200,000, that's a really good number. 100,000 is a, is a you know, not really good, not really bad sort of medium number. Uh, so it, it would have, I think, colored people's things differently. And I agree with you. It's actually irresponsible for financial media to only report the good news, big numbers, and not report when these things get revised. The other thing I would caution everybody about is the numbers we got for this 187 number might be revised. You always have to be cautious when you're making too big of a conclusion about any one month, particularly in series like these jobs numbers that are very volatile and subject to very large revisions. Because it's hard. I mean, the economy is giant. Trying to keep track of how many jobs we created in any month, you know, in almost real time. I mean, this is an August report, and today is September 1st, right? That is a very quick turnaround for the U.S. government to turn around data. And so, of course, they, you know, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be revisions. All right. Remind everybody one more time here before we let you go. We've got a couple minutes left. with He's one of the best. Breitbart uh, economics editor, John Carney. Just overall, what is Bidenomics? What does it mean for the country? Why does uh, Joe Biden keep touting it as a success, and is it as successful as he keeps touting. Well, so this is something that we have tried to explore a lot in the Breitbart Business Digest, which is our daily uh, free to subscribe in your inbox email uh, newsletter. That So you get it. It comes straight to you. Uh, you can go to Breitbart.com, sign up for it. And we've tried to ex- figure out exactly what does Biden mean when he means when he says Bidenomics. <laughs> and as far as I can tell, it's a pretty contentless What he really means is, please stop hating my economic leadership. That's what Bidenomics Mm. is about. It's a slogan searching for good news. What he hopes, he knows that his reelection prospects will be pretty dismal if the economy is doing badly next year. So what he hopes is if it does well, he'll have claimed credit for it, named it Bidenomics. So it's kind of a gamble. 
Uh, it's not working, frankly. The latest polls show approval on, on Biden's approval rating on economics issues is below his overall approval rating, which is very bad. And it's down near like 36 percent, I think, the last time I looked. So that's dismal. So people, whatever message they were trying to do with Bidenomics hasn't resonated and I think it's largely because of inflation. People can look at the numbers and say things. The prices are just too darn high. It's it's the economy. Stupid, I believe, is what the quote <laughs> is. And I think people are going to be paying attention to that. The number one issue coming into this uh, election next year. Breitbart economics editor John Carney, you are the best. You're welcome back anytime. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend.